You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Welcome to Girl X Nights, the Girl X Podcast live show. I'm Randy. I'm Melanie. I'm Jesse. And we are joined tonight <laughs> by Mr. Matty D, who I cut off. He was going to jump right in. Hi. Right in, right there. <laughs> I'm Matty D. What's going on, Matt? I am feeling wantastic. <laughs> wantastic. Wow. Well, I wonder what we are going to be talking about. You're a you're a vision. <laughs> I couldn't think of any. <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there. All right. So here's what's on the agenda. First, we're gonna we're gonna do our little bit of banter, like we usually do. Talk about a little bit of what we've been watching outside of just things outside of Wanda Tastic things. Um, and then there's there's been a hostile takeover. And we're going to switch gears. We're going to talk about uh, WandaVision episodes one and two. Um, but I will, I'm will. i going to relinquish controls over to Maddie D once we hit that spot. <laughs> I'm a little afraid. I've never seen him <laughs> camp up. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring some energy. You guys needed energy last episode. You're oh. all down. You know? I spent all day listening to your episode. You need energy. <laughs> it was it was a rough one, wasn't it, dude? If you listen to the podcast version, by the way, I cut out some stuff. I was a grumpy mf'er. I was not in a great mood, and uh, I edited some of that out for the audio version. <laughs> um, Andrew, what's going on, Andrew? Andrew's clay creations and more. He makes awesome stuff. Everybody, look him up on YouTube. He makes awesome uh, sculptures and whatnots. Yeah. I- he inspired my sister to add another hobby to her, you know, collection of hobbies. Was it Warbler? Um, or just general, like, uh, sculpty sculpturizing? Yeah, she was starting making clay bracelets and jewelry and stuff. Cool. Awesome. Not exactly the same, but still. Savannah, how are you doing? Hey, baby. In the future, Paul, but Paul said he's probably, he's busy helping kids with homework and whatnot, so he might not be watching live. Kids, kids need to learn to do their homework themselves. But they, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> His kids today. Back in my day, kids their- had to do their own homework and had to, had to eat it themselves and then give it to the dog to eat. Yeah, they, and we yeah. didn't have this one one computers, everyone has one stuff. We didn't exactly. have it. That would have been awesome. That would have been awesome. I would have awesome. that. I loved it. <laughs> it, it's I'm actually weird. kind of jelly about that. It's kids have their own computers, and if they don't, oh, there's I know there's a lot of schools that give them like uh, laptops or whatever. You know, I mean, whatever to do work, especially now. But before even COVID, man, I'd have loved that. Man, my back in my day, a notebook was actually something you wrote in, not something you could type on. Because yeah. like I'm old and busted. And everybody was signing up for it. Exactly. <laughs> that it was took you three to five minutes just to like load a game. 
He's had to turn it off, turn it back on with the after it booted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have actually the, the the whole COVID thing gives me more questions and answers because when I was a kid, we didn't even have enough books that we could take them home. We had to leave them there and share them with each other. And now they got like like what is it like eighty two thousand iPads out that that they gave to people. How does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. Hey, Paul. Thanks. We will. We'll catch you in the future while you're listening to us. Oh, that's an old school one, right? <laughs> Hashtag in the in the future. <laughs> oh my God! In the futures, we used to. Yeah. Maybe that's the secret reason we've went to live shows, so I don't have to do in the futures anymore. <laughs> I honestly, <laughs> I had completely forgotten about in the future. We did oh, that for wow. years. That's my favorite part of you guys' segments. Was in the future. <laughs> I even wrote you in the futures. We're lucky he still listens to our show. <laughs> in the future, only survived the last year it did because Maddie D was sending me in the futures to use. Just writing all your predictions. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Well, hey, let's move forward because it's <laughs> 2021. We're three knuckles deep into this year. Don't think too hard about it. <laughs> Unity looking forward. So let's move forward. Yeah. Okay. I hope people understand. There's irony in the things I say sometimes, or sarcasm is maybe the appropriate word. Sarcasm. Okay, good. Awkward. Good. Uh, so, hey, <laughs> what? <laughs> I watched a couple things and I'm going to tell you guys about them. Uh, we had, it's almost like we might've had this conversation off, off mic for 15 minutes when we should have been streaming. Uh, I watched, um, I'm not going to get into spoilers because Melanie has not. I finished Cobra Kai. Finally. Uh, I watched the rest of season two and blew through season three and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed season two much more than Melanie did. But I think season three is better. That the last episode of season two, though, is amazing. It is. It really is. That Holy show cow. is kind of unbelievable. For in the same scene, you'll have people. We were talking a little bit about like the actors and actresses in the show that like don't really sell the fighting, don't really sell the moves. Uh, some of them maybe do with a little stretching or a little extra practice between seasons or something. Like it's pretty. It's pretty stiff or slow. Um, or you can really tell when it's their stunt double. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, like, some are really are, good all of a sudden. Some of them are very old until it turns until you get a shot where they're facing away from camera, and then it's like, wow, that's not even the same hair color. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about there. Is, I can't blame him with that. Is it like watching old Star Trek where you can you can tell he swap out William Shatner for the stunt double? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. There's there's. Okay. With some people, it's it's real obvious. Okay, well, Crease, Crease, Crease. That's not a surprise. I mean, it's kind of a spoiler if you haven't started season one, yet. right? But he's in all the PR for everything now. So there, there's some fight scenes with him, and like, whew, I get it. How old is the guy? He's got to be super old. He looks okay. He looks pretty good, but like, there's no, none of it. Like, none of it is him. I'm sure they did some close ups and stuff. What's up, Jasper? How's it going? Uh, but anytime, like anytime they need any real movement, there's a cutaway. He's facing away from camera. The hair color's not even the same. It, I mean, it could be him if he was younger. It's like they matched up the younger him and forgot that he's like older and gray now. So <laughs> it's actually just that guy, that guy that does all all the stuff in the flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, you're just double now. So yeah. All right, so, he's, man, he's seventy four. 
74. He's yeah. 74. You know what, though? If they can, uh, okay, they don't really sell it for him, but they got fight scenes. Oh, thanks, Jasper. Jasper says he's digging the lit up sign behind, I'm assuming behind me. Yeah, there's there's kind of more back there, but I'm covering it. But that's okay. That's the main stuff. Um, I mean, hey, if I'm 74, if they can put me into a show where I'm at 30 something, Eight. 38. At 30 something, <laughs> I'll be a year older in a week. I know. At 30 something, if they could put me in there and have me look as decent as they make him look, I'm I'm game. Uh, but. So so anyway, so some of those people actually really make me appreciate the cast, like the kid that plays Hawk or Miguel, that really sell it. They're fast and like kinetic, and some of them really sell it super well. Just wrapping it back around because I felt that was meandering. <laughs> uh, Jesse, you had mentioned you were going to be talking about it on um, Covert Nerd. Have you done that already? Uh, yeah, I'm glad you uh, reminded me. Uh, I don't know when it's coming out. But it should be coming out soon because we recorded uh, just this last weekend. And uh, so it didn't drop this week, but I think it drops next week. He said something like Tuesday. So be looking forward to that soon. We'll probably post about it and stuff. You know where you could find that kind of news? Probably in our Facebook group, which is like facebook.com slash group slash Grok's podcast, I believe. Right. So check that out. Do either of you two have thoughts on Cobra Kai down there before we move on from that? Uh, you, I could talk about it for an entire episode, and I, I did. I I haven't I haven't started watching it yet. But you guys okay. can talk about it all you want because by the time I go to watch it, I will have forgotten <laughs> everything. Forgotten and it'll, it'll be all a surprise. Okay, well, Crease is a kind of a surprise unless, like you said, Jesse, you've seen any of the promotional material. But yeah, no, I haven't. I was very careful not to drop spoilers because right before Melanie dropped off the show, there's potential big spoilers um right. that kind of pulled pulled it reinvested me more so yeah um, i just want to know is when they're going to bring when are they going to bring in hillary swank right uh, probably next I want, season i don't know at this I point I the next correct they <laughs> they're they're pulling in everybody they can wait i thought will smith's kid was the karate kid Oh no, 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 that wasn't karate kid. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. That wasn't karate kid. He's the next, next karate kid. <sighs> Will, Will Smith, producer of the executive executive yeah. producer on the show. Yep. Just wait for it. Wait his, for uh, it. Company, his company owns the rights, I believe. So mm-hmm. in order to do this show, they've got to have, you know, those guys involved. So I, I still don't understand why they would call that movie the Karate Kid when it took place in China and karate is Japanese, not Chinese. That was that was that was kind of my beef. That was kind of my beef. Well, it's called kung fu. Blatantly kung fu. I mean, they call it kung fu. They don't even call it karate. Exactly. It should have been called kung fu, and then we'd have that whole David Carradine discussion. Is the yeah. kung fu the kung fu kid something? That should be something. I think they were going to call it the Kung Fu Kid or something like that. Like there was a there was a working title that was not the Karate Kid, but then they thought, oh well, we'll just make it a, you know, we'll make it a reboot, sort of. Hey, <laughs> like, well, this is why reboots get a bad name sometimes. <laughs> not when they're from the sixties. <laughs> if you look up the Karate, if you look up the Kung Fu Kid, the first thing that pops up is. The Karate Kid from 2010. The Karate Kid, known as the Kung Fu Kid Dream in China, 
Oh, so overseas it is called something else. Well, maybe they're like, it's just <laughs> those dumb Americans <laughs> will fall prey to that. You know, sl- slightly minor racism won't won't fly overseas. Yeah, we got to be a little bit more accurate. Okay, uh, so I typed in Kung Fu Kid, and now I got to listen for Kung Fu Kids one through five. Wow, oh. what is this? Are they related to the Street Fighter at all? I don't think so. <laughs> and if so, are we talking like Ryu Street Fighter or are we talking Sunny Chiba? Because that's the one. Chiba kids. Yes. <laughs> Chiba like kids. I want the Muppet babies of Sunny Chiba. <laughs> that's what I want. I want to watch more Street Just an entire alternate universe of awesomeness. We need to bring the Street Fighter movies into Grawlix talk sometime because those movies are insane. They are. <laughs> Oh man, you, you think about like how Bruce Lee has all of his noises and stuff. Sonny Chiba has got some noises. He's got some noises. Yeah, it's a little less like wah, a little more like, but you know, they're noises. <laughs> Before he punches you, see everything about the like Sonny, like especially in Street Fighter, Sonny Chiba stuff in Street Fighter. It's it's like if you, it's the flip side of Bruce Lee. It's like you got Bruce Lee. It's like take all the nice things and all the like, you know, centered, like tranquil stuff and the flow like water type stuff. No, get rid of it. It's all nasty things. It's hawking loogies. It's ripping uh, dudes junks out of their pants. Forcefully. It's, it's brutal. One of my favorites and I, it's, it wasn't the first one. I can't remember, but one of my favorites is there's a fight scene with Sonny Chiba. It must be this. It might be the second street fighter movie. Where he's 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 fighting a bunch of dudes, and one of them has a gun, and he just like gets the gun from him, and then just starts shooting people. I'm like, what? They yeah. never do that. They never do that. Like, kung fu guy keeps it kung fu. He disarms them, throws the gun out of there. Not Sonny Chiba. He'll start capping people. You give him a gun. <laughs> so good. What do we talk? How we? What? Uh, I don't know. I don't even know how we got here. Oh yeah, somehow we pulled the Karate Kid to Sonny Chiba. Oh dude, imagine. <laughs> They'd all be screwed. Priest ain't got nothing. <laughs> no mercy. You haven't seen no mercy. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, forget a snake pit. <laughs> I think your manhood. Been, yeah. <laughs> or this is a poor man's snake pit here. Get ready. The first Street Fighter has that cool like x-ray. It, this is Mortal Kombat x-ray thing from the right. 70s where he does the karate chop in the dude's forehead, and it goes to, like, x-ray vision, and you see a skull fracture. It's so good. That's some 70s. Man, it's kind of ahead of its time. Uh, What have you guys been watching? I don't even know now. <laughs> I just got amped up. I ate a sandwich and maybe some sugary ice cream sandwich just before the show. Your, so, your blood sugar <laughs> skyrocketed. I've got this for about 10 more minutes and then I'm going to be dragging. <laughs> You're going to need a nap. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I haven't been watching much. Uh, I've been kind of hooked on um, my kids' Switch. I've been playing uh, Legends of Zelda's Link's Awakening. Um, oh, yeah. I, so I, that's, have, I haven't like played it. <laughs> that's 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 addictive game. Um if you're if you're old school Zelda fan, it, it'll you'll feel right at home playing it. Um but as far as like something I'm actually watching, uh I just started I just finished with the kids the the last season of Doctor Who 
and we watched the resolution, uh, Venge Revelation Revel- of the Dal- Re- Revolution of the Daleks. Um, fun, which you guys already talked about two weeks ago. So I'll just mm. mention that it was good stuff. I like. Did it. you like? What? Okay, so you just had you not finished the last season previous to that? No, I did, but I was doing that thing where I was introducing my kids to Doctor Who, and right. so I got them all the way from uh, Christopher Eccleston all the way up to the new wow. year. Wow. Wow, that's, that's awesome. Slight caveat: I did skip Peter Capaldi because I don't think the kids really cared that much for Peter. Oh, it's so good. It is good. It is good. I liked Peter Capaldi. I'm gonna. I, I think eventually I'm gonna go back and have them watch some Peter Capaldi stuff. But uh, yeah, you're making so. little Tumblr fangirl <laughs> kids. What you're doing? I just love the reaction. I just remember when they announced Capaldi. There's like reactions. I'm sure you could find videos. Of like teenage girls being like, oh, he's ugly. It's like, <laughs> you didn't know the doctor. <laughs> did you? Did they? Were they just down for it automatically, or did you have to like sell them on it? Like I remember, once upon a time, Randy hadn't watched any Who, and he was like, I don't want to watch that. And I was like, come and come and see this gas mask child, They're like uh, <laughs> ghost episode. And and then after that, he was like, oh yeah, I'm watching all of it, and he did. It it started out as I was watching a random episode of Matt Smith just because uh-huh. I had nothing better to do one night and the kids saw it. So we that's when they just kind of went from there. And I just I said, well, we'll watch all of all of Matt Smith stuff and then we'll go back. We'll watch nine and ten. Mm-hmm. And then um, just then that's when the hold on a second. I can mute. I'll mute you. OK. <laughs> uh, to be fair to him, like I get. Okay, you're unmuted if you... Okay, yeah, I'm back. <laughs> I, I, I get skipping I get skipping Capaldi with kids, especially coming out... Not that not that the, like, run itself doesn't stop being the kind of, like, fairy tale-ish thing, but, mm-hmm. like, the Matt Smith era, Moffat took it super... Like, it's fairy tales, there's dinosaurs on a spaceship, it's, like... And Matt Smith is fun, even though, of course, he gets, like, they have moody stuff, but he's, he's oh, fun and goofy. Sometimes... Yeah. And Capaldi doesn't get called. It's great, but Capaldi doesn't get fun until like maybe his last season. Well, he's, he's got like sonic sunglasses he, and the he's just like Grandpa Rocker. Like he's just yeah. an old punk rock grandpa everywhere. I, I mean, come on, he he shows up with um with a tank playing guitar. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's like, "This is my tank. I just forgot my fish," and I'm like, "Oh, that works on so many levels." Yep, yep. But you have to get through grumpy, very cold, intentionally. I think off-putting Capaldi to get yeah. there. Like, so. he doesn't under- like he lost all of his ability to understand like references and stuff. I just rewatched the. Uh, it was on. I think it was on the last episode where uh, it was the introduction to Missy, like as a mm. proper character, not just cameos. And like, man, some of the some of the dialogue deliveries at the very beginning of that episode w- between him and Clara was like, I forgot why I didn't like Clara. Like, she's nailing it in this. Mm-hmm. I don't think I didn't like Clara because of Clara. I don't. I think I didn't like Clara because their writers suck sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, I, I, her, she was inconsistent because they honestly didn't know what they were doing with her character most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it ended up falling into a very Moffat 
thing. And not even Moffat, though. Actually, I, I feel like it was kind of established. Rose established it. But mm -hmm. uh, the Moffat just doubled down on it. The girl who waited, the very, like, fell into the, like, not just some companion along for the ride. It's like practically a love interest or a demigod in some yeah. cases. <laughs> yeah, like it's always something. A Dr. Donna? Yeah. Right. Right. RTD started that for sure. Yeah, even yeah. even Donna, the like most kind of real and somewhat down to earth character. <laughs> right. She's just a temp <laughs> from Chizik. <laughs> uh they even went there with her with Dr. Donna, you're right. Bad wolf, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a bad thing. Even Martha Jones, I was like, they didn't really do anything with her. Oh, well, they just kind of made her like super big in unit and she had the fate of the world in her hands at one point. Yeah, but yes. they they also hooked her up with Mickey, which I kind of think like, you know, knocks her down a peg too. Right. I don't yeah, think that lasted because she showed up in Torchwood without Mickey. All right. <laughs> I didn't watch anything. How's that? Uh, that's, that's fine. Good. Keep talking for half, half, thirty seconds, please. Okay. I'm a liar. No. I did. I did watch things. They just aren't things that I need to discuss with any of you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you watching home movies again? <laughs> no. No, I, I'm just watching like Legend of Korra stuff. I probably should have watched a long time ago and uh, i was lazy so i started watching it but nobody cares it's hey yeah melanie since you um since you've been around children yeah um check out hilda on netflix hilda it is a really great um cartoon for kids uh yeah. it definitely shows you know um positive messages yeah. and it's based off of a comic book by uh, luke pearson Mm -hmm. It's set in uh, it's set in a fantastical world where trolls exist and mm -hmm. um, no woodmen. No, yes, no, no, no. no they're they're, not, they're <laughs> technically they're <laughs> called no elves. On your own show, take <laughs> <laughs> over yet? They're called they're they're called elves, <laughs> and they no. do have pointed hats. But they're elves, and you can't see them unless you fill out their paperwork. And their paperwork is really teeny tiny, like little pieces of paper that you get to write your name on to sign. And then once you've signed the the bureaucratic the the bureaucratic paper, then you get to see them. That's how all mythical creatures should work. Sounds like some gnome garbage to me. <laughs> <laughs> Melanie, you did watch something else. What you watched? Phantasm four and five. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I yeah. think we, we yeah. mentioned. Did, did we mention that we watched? We wa mentioned talk. We we talked about it before, but I don't remember if we mentioned that we watched up to th part three. Well, we did. If we didn't mention it, and then yeah, I forgot we watched four and five, and four was actually pretty good. I mean, not a whole lot happened necessarily, but I, it seemed the most cohesive, and even though it was still like weird and out there. And I was like, I'm really impressed with this. I'm excited. I, I, this is the best one so far. I'm, I'm excited to see where it's going. And then we saw five. And <laughs> it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know if any of this means anything. I feel like Phantasm, listen, as great as it is, it's a classic horror series. 
I, it does it still is not it's you know it doesn't get the love it should because more people need to watch it but it is kind of ridiculous it's super ridiculous but that don't mean anything i mean look at look at all the 80 slashers and stuff yeah. like that like all the the icons are all ridiculous um the, the thing i actually really like about not just bruce like, campbell made his whole living on that yeah. yeah the thing i like about him more so than a lot of things even though they're not the greatest movies is there's so they there's so many possibilities of where this could be coming from or where it could be going or what any of this means because they really hardly ever explain anything and even when they start to explain stuff it really just makes me like what did any of that mean you know and, and so it sets up really interesting ideas and then doesn't explain any of them so it gives you it gives you time to imagine and dream you know and, and I like that in in shows and stuff the end of each one is just nonsense too. Yes. Nonsense to where, for example, the end of the first phantasm is like explained away as like, well, that's not at all what really happened at the beginning of the second one. But what, what then is said happened at the beginning of the second one is explained away later in the second one where it's like, none of it really, it doesn't matter. The director and writer of them, uh, Don Corscarelli, who did, uh, beast, Beastmaster, which apparently oh, yeah. he was not happy with Beastmaster, but man, if you're, if you're of a certain age, you love it, right? I like, do love right? it, yeah. Well, he hated it, and the producers didn't like it. Nobody who worked on that actually enjoyed it, but Kits loved it. I, I bet it yeah, increased, yeah. increased ferret sales. Like I was just saying, who didn't want a ferret because <laughs> of that show? Right. I think but, I'm the only one that wanted a black tiger. Well, I mean... <laughs> People thought they could maybe have a ferret. <laughs> like, Mom, I want a black tiger. Like, where, where are we going to find a black tiger? It's this Tiger King guy, but I don't know about him. Ferret, maybe. Maybe we could do that. Well, Matt chose not to limit himself. Right, well, that's fair. That's fair. Practical. Dream big, okay? Dream big. I wanted a black tiger, and you know what I got? You got, got to sign some paperwork figure. and see some elves. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Phantasm, I'd, I'd watched the first four years and years ago. I've seen the first one and two, I think, several times. And I'd seen the, the three and four a few times. Uh, yeah, I agree with Melanie. Four was great. Uh, it Plot-wise, like, not much happened, but it kind of serves as a super interesting, like, lore dump. Mm-hmm. but it's not it's also not a, a slog it's it's still investing uh, keeps you invested even though most of the movie just it's desert is most of you know the setting for the most part mm-hmm. but it's like interesting lore that about the, the villain that you i don't think would see coming mm-hmm. and i think i'd never seen the the most recent one uh phantasm five or phantasm ravager it came out in 2015 like has uh, it really been over five years? It's been over five years. I'd never watched it. It came out. I was super psyched and then didn't hear great things. And I was like, oh man. Uh the 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 guy who played the tall man died. Like they shot it in 2013, 2012, 2013. Uh, super secretive. And then uh the Don Corscarelli did not direct this one, and that's when I was like, uh oh. Uh oh. He didn't direct it, he did co-write it. Um the tall man, I think, died just before 
it came out, which is kind of unfortunate, but also like, eh, he didn't need to see those reviews. It's fine. Plus, he was yeah. he didn't care. He leaves very old in that movie because he looked somewhat old in the seventies movie. So, <laughs> yeah, he did. The amazing thing is, with the exception of part two, which they still had Reggie, um, but they recast Mike because it was, I think, made with a bigger studio, and they were like, "No, we need a better leading man or whatever." Someone, who, someone who looks like he could actually like survive a punch, and you know. <laughs> Maybe fight back. You know what's funny though is like in th- so then they bring back the original Mike, who was the kid in the first one, and he is a skinny sc- a skinny guy. They don't make him tough though. He's he's kind of a wuss through all those movies. Yeah, and- but they they kind of give him powers. So if you're if you're telekinetic, you don't need to have muscles. Well, exactly. But I feel like they didn't know they were gonna. Well, no, they did know they were gonna do that in the second one because they they're making it up. They made a movie, like, five movies over the span of, like, almost 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> they were just kind of winging it every time, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. But this last one, so there'd been oh, 15 years or so between the fourth and the fifth one. It's a mess. I mm-hmm. was, I think watching it immediately after part four, because part four got us hyped, and we're like, well, let's do five. I've never watched Yeah, it. that's never a good idea. It was a mistake. <laughs> I think if you're going to watch part five, watch part four, wait like 10 years and then watch (laughs) part five and be like, oh, cool. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's why there's 40 years between the movies. (laughs) Yeah. The story, it's the most jumbled in a way. I get what they were doing, but I think the big problem is like the direction. It felt like a made for sci fi channel movie. It was super bad, super cheesy. The effects were horrible 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 it's like and there were did there no dude there were a few scenes where it looked like like somebody was running around with the home camcorder chasing people around so low budget yeah real bad i mean the most of the other ones were pretty low budget two had the biggest budget but i think even that compared to like big budget movies of the time which was the 80s was still pretty small Mm -hmm. none of them compared to how crap this looks like this is really bad um which is disappointing it's disappointing but i don't know there's a fan edit maybe somebody can do and like hire an effects team to redo everything (laughs) yeah here's one that can be remade and we'll be okay with it but i do appreciate that like it's got the main cast from the original one from the the 70s movie in 2015 it's like the it's like cobra kai where it's just like even though there's been literal decades Bring you back, everybody. Get everybody. Yeah, and that's especially. There's always a little bit of magic in that. Or like when Peaks the Return did the same thing. Bring everybody back. They're all literally going to die three months after this is done. So get them in now. And mm-hmm. that's kind of how it goes. Yeah. Which reminds me of one thing I forgot to say. Then we'll move on. Um, Cobra Kai has the darkest Easter egg I've ever seen. Yeah. Ever. So dark, and I didn't realize it, but. I, I get does it count as spoilers because that character is not even in the show till that episode no well, I mean, that, like it made it kind of made news too okay yeah so i don't know if it's spoiler anymore because everybody's like oh i'm i'm not so keep it to yourself okay <laughs> it's literally just one episode uh-huh. and all i'll say is if it, it's like it felt very much out of nowhere because it's very much like i'm guessing i'm 
interjecting here. The dude was sick, and they're like, the dude's real sick. If we're going to have him, you better do it. And like, there's no getting around the fact that he's terminally ill. Yeah. Jesse, am I correct in that? I don't know, because the news has been... Uh, you you get different differing accounts on that because some people said no he wasn't that was literally just what they decided to do with the character and then other people you know like he looks sick so he, I don't he know. and of course maybe yeah maybe why would they do could that be, could be makeup who knows but if know. that's the case and then the guy actually died like three months after and then you start to think it's a curse like oh don't hope not don't get him a body bag, Johnny. Uh, anyway, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so, Twin Peaks. Wow, that went dark. Twin Peaks: yeah, The Return did. did the same thing. The log lady was dying. She's super old, but she was dying, and like so, they gave her uh, these. Like she was on oxygen in the show, and like gave her the speech about about dying and stuff. And it's like that's hard to watch when it's. When it's kind of yeah. real, like they went, re- they go yeah. real. And that's mm-hmm. kind of how that Cobra Kai episode felt where it's like, that's hard to watch because I'm guessing he's actually sick. If he wasn't, dude, what a coincidence. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <sighs> so let's, let's change things up and let's talk about an, a wonderful world where nobody dies, even the people that already died. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about a show about characters. I, that... I wonder what you were talking about. <laughs> I have a vision that this is going to be a fun time, almost monochromatic. Maddie D, sh- should I actually just hand this over, or did you? How did did you have any? Because I wasn't sure how you wanted to handle this discussion in context of a '60s reboot. Well, I wasn't exactly sure how to do it either. <laughs> so, well, it could just um, be a discussion. Either way, yeah. I'm going to hand it over to you so you can do your, your intro. Why, why are we doing that? Why would we give Maddie D our show? It feels I like mean, there's a reason. I mean, somebody's forcing their way into the studios and they're taking, they're, they're taking control. Oh, what you, who's who's doing this to you, Randall? Who's doing this to you, Randall? <laughs> oh, my God. This is going to sound like nonsense on audio. <laughs> Hey folks, welcome to the 60s Reboot Podcast. I'm your host, Matt D. And today we're talking with the Grawlix group. Woo! That's right, the guys over the Grawlix, guys and gals over at the Grawlix Cinematic. <laughs> Thank you. For the live viewers, this is this is what happens. This is a real podcast. This is how this is how the sausage is made. Yeah. <laughs> Those wonderful guys and gals at the Grawlix Podcast are here with me today to talk about the awesomest 60s reboot television show that's out today. That's right, WandaVision. It kind of feels like a, a reboot of all 60s TV. Yeah. It yes, really does. Yeah. Yes, it does. I mean, it, it's it's interesting because it is it it was shot using the old style. I mean, they were shot in front of a live studio audience. It was shot in black and white. And they used like old cameras. It's it's an ode. The entire Wanda Wanda television series this is an old to old time television. Mm-hmm. Hi, 60s reboot audience. Mm-hmm. I'm Randy from Grolix Podcast. <laughs> and I'm joined by Jesse and Melanie too. Hi, here we are. 
What? Okay, Matt, what are, what are we talking about today? We're talking about some. We're we talking about I Love Lucy. What are we talking about? We are talking about WandaVision. Specifically, episodes one and two, because I have a feeling yes. the episode that will be out by the time anybody hears this in audio form, I, I feel like they're. Are they going to leave the 60s? I feel like they are. Yeah. I feel like they kind of did at the end of the second. That's. Episode. Yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Well, but are they actually leaving the 60s or they're just leaving the black and white? Because it still be, you know, I think I think the premise of the show is yeah. every episode is a different era of television. <laughs> so whereas one was kind of like late fifties, early sixties, two was clearly sixties. I mean, they ripped off. I'm sorry, they did an homage to Bewitched, mm-hmm. which got me thinking why I wanted to do the show with you guys because Randall was a huge. Bewitched I, fan, and I did enjoy. I did enjoy that stuff. That actually did mm-hmm. kind of get me excited watching it. I was like, okay, okay. And it's then, uh, and then they said that the next episode is supposed to be in the seventies, according to the uh, mm-hmm. IMDb website. Uh, they even had a, a like a little still of like uh, Paul uh, Vision with like long, relatively long hair, like you know, Starsky and Hutch kind of look. I'm like, oh, that is awesome. Mm-hmm. I wonder so. how Savannah says I love Bewitched and the Monst and the Munsters. Mm-hmm. two awesome 1960s television shows and hey savannah go check out my website uh <laughs> 60s uh emc slash 60s reboot you can hear um randall's take on bewitched you can hear my buddy uh jerry the gnome talk about the monsters oh, you said, <laughs> monsters was a jerry episode huh yes <laughs> so but you know what as we dive into this why don't you guys uh, you know um i want to hear what you guys thought about wandavision Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd be more than happy to tell you what I thought about WandaVision. And since I'm kind of taking the, taking a little bit of the show over, I'm gonna, I want to hear from you guys first. What 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 did you think of WandaVision? Somebody, uh, other, somebody other than me jump in first. I will <laughs> I will jump in, but please somebody else. How about how about this I, this, this guy right here? Oh, this guy. Not, All right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah no, I I really dug it. Uh, I love how I love <laughs> I love how it's both um, it's both clearly a, a pastiche. It's clearly an homage to like those episodes particularly it had the the bewitched vibe which makes perfect sense because she's the scarlet witch um but i, I just love how like vision is still vision even though he's like set in the 60s and he's got a little bit of that 60s fl- uh flavor to his character now um where he's like don't forget before you go to work and he's like oh my hat and <laughs> she's like no vision your face is like oh yeah and then turns into like a a human face kind of thing um but i i love how he's like he's like at work and he's like yeah but what do we do (laughs) he's like man you're really good at that you're really filing those computations or whatever you you do a whole lot of that and then he's like yeah but why what are they for and what what actually do we make and no one can answer the question because they're in a television show and you never worry about that kind of stuff and in like 60s television he's just like what's he do so i don't know I, I just love the whole vibe of it it also had some cool like um i don't know like pleasantville kind of things that would just pop up towards the end of the second episode um the whole magic show vibe oh yeah <laughs> they're sleeping in two separate beds and <laughs> they have that whole thing where it's like there's something special about today but neither one of us know what it is <laughs> We just have a heart on the calendar, and we don't know why. <laughs> it's code. 
Yeah. I mean, just like just the bizarre antics and, and then like, like how everything's going to fall apart, but also work out in the same way. And then there's like as fun and madcap as everything is, there's still this menacing thread throughout the whole thing where you're just like, mm-hmm. this is not, this is not okay. Something is really deeply wrong about all of this. I, I'm glad there's that menacing thread because that, especially the first episode, that's kind of what made, like I was entertained by it, but that's kind of what made it when it, the scene, that one scene where the guy starts like choking on his food got weird. It got real weird. And <laughs> real I, weird yeah. I enjoyed yeah. that aspect. Yeah, you know, you had mentioned earlier about Twin Peaks, and I'm like, when that happened, it kind of gave me a little bit of that that Twin Peaks vibe. Yeah. It's like, okay, there is something underlying the subtext of the show, you know, and it, it's it gets you. It, it does kind of get you there for a little bit. What did you think, Melanie? Um, I mean, in Matt D voice, what did you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, don't know. I, I, I like it. I was really excited about it in the first place because I think both of those characters were like not used to their full potential at all in uh, in the movies. So so I'm excited that they have a chance to, to do more. And I love weird trippy stuff like this. Uh, I'm looking forward to more weird trippy stuff like this. Um, I obviously I have watched old shows. Um, and which was one of my favorite too, but but I wasn't like as into them maybe as a lot of people. Like I know Savannah, like she likes Witch and she likes Monsters and she likes I Love Lucy and everybody loves that kind of like I Love Lucy and stuff like that. I, I was never really down with it, um, and I know I know I'm weird, but um, but I still liked I liked the little bits of this, like the separate beds and stuff like that, like the stuff that I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally that that you know kind of show um so it was fun uh but more 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 so i like the weird the weird is, is my thing cool uh, and and i'm sure people listening to 60s reboot podcast know but like the whole thing with the the two separate beds in case anybody was confused about it is yeah back in the day they if they showed uh you know a a couple's bedroom they couldn't show them they couldn't infer there's like inferring that they slept in the same bed. That's too risque. They had two separate beds. There was no funny business going on with that married couple, even though they were a married couple. And honestly, it wasn't until the Brady Bunch. Did you actually see a couple laying in bed together in the same bed? Really? Yeah. Um, that was a big point about the Brady Bunch is that, Hey, wait a minute. There's these, this family, you know, the mom and dad sleep together. All the, other, all the other 60s shows and everything, it was two separate beds. And you know what? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm spouting out random random 60s reboot. What you do, um, that's your show, TV man. Shows. But I'm, I'm hoping that we'll see this in, in WandaVision, but Leave It to Beaver almost didn't get aired the first time because of this one item that was shown in the, in the, in near the boys' room, and that was the bathroom. Because mm-hmm. they showed the toilet, they almost didn't have the show go out on air. So I am having a feeling that since, you know, WandaVision is, is this ode to classic television shows, that every episode is going to be a little bit different. That I'm guessing that in the third episode, we're going to get a big reveal of their bathroom. You, you mm. think they'll do that? I mean, I think they're going to do that. Well, it's like Psycho was controversial for a few things, but one of them being 
the toilet. They showed the toilet and it flushed and what? And it's like, oh, wait, so the murder in the shower is fine, but the toilet is what you guys are upset about? Okay. Wow. Um, I'm sure the murder in the shower was shocking back then, too. Uh, but chocolates, uh, chocolate syrup sales went through the roof. It was crazy. Madness. Yeah. Right. You know, and speaking of Psycho and it being black and white, um, I have to say that I did a little research on on how they did WandaVision, and they actually um, they went back and 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 hired Dick Van Dyke to do a lot of the a lot of the yeah. um, as a consultant. And so when you watch the black and white, these two episodes that are black and white, you know they 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 went to Dick Van Dyke and said, "Hey, you know, when you guys were making these shows, what you know, what kind of cameras did you use? You know, what." What what did the sets look like so that the the, the blacks popped and the and you had the true gray tones and right. we talked about how they first painted the vision and they used the old they used the paint that they had in the movies but because it was so so much different contrast that it didn't look right so they actually gave him like a pink face you know so that yeah. he'd he'd be it would have more of a contrast and it's just it's kind of neat to see some of the the background that they they did put in the show to make it feel like it was set in the 1950s and 60s that reminded me of a thing that they did they did the um how commercials used to be built into the show like right oh yeah middle, where they right. literally stopped the show and then suddenly it's kind of into a commercial kind of thing and it, it wasn't like that necessarily but it 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 was evocative of that. And then it would like every one of those commercials had like a little kind of Easter egg thing. There was like, Oh, it's stark radio or something like yeah. that. I enjoy oh, man. Like oh. sexist angle to, especially like that first commercial. <laughs> yeah. Was it the toaster? I don't remember. It was the toaster. Yeah. I was just gonna, I was just gonna mention that. Like it's, it's funny that the sexism in, in the 1960s, man, are you tired of your toast being burnt? Is your wife not toast? The bread bright. That is, I mean, total freaking sexist. You're not going to see a commercial like that right. in today's um, television. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate the dedication to, uh, because obviously, you know, I mean, it's consulting like Dick Van Dyke. That's an interesting point because you would just kind of assume it's like, well, they can they've seen the shows. They know what to do, but it makes sense, especially yeah, they're shooting, I'm assuming, on modern cameras because it looks very... It's interesting because it looks crystal clear, but yeah, the, the gray tone is spot on. The set is spot on. The, like, I appreciate the dedication to the format and the fact that... I mean, not that Disney has to worry about anything they do with these characters at this point, but the, it's kind of ballsy to uh, commit that hard and only really deviate from the premise once in that first episode they have that one weird bit where the guy chokes and otherwise it's pretty much straightforward i mean it's obvious obviously tongue-in-cheek but it's played fairly straight with that format like they 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 stuck to it yeah and you know it's you can see it between one and two the the, the slow the slow transition as they as they move through the uh through the the two episodes the, the different eras but there's you know like you said there's that that undertone point and and i want to mention this with the with paul's comment about how this whole thing might be all in wanda's head um mm -hmm. because in the second episode you know there's there's i don't want to spoil too much of it but there's this this phrase that pops in and so you kind of get this idea that maybe she is control of the environment and 
if she is, I got a feeling at the end of the season, she's going to be a bad guy. Oh, you think? Yeah, I'm thinking so because just if this is all her feelings of of vision not being alive and, you know, being gone her way of trying to cope and she comes out of this with the realization that the vision is gone, I could definitely see a a dark turn where she goes from being this superhero to a supervillain. And I think that would make an awesome, you know, lead into the next Marvel phase if if they make her turn from a superhero to a supervillain. You know, a very sympathetic supervillain. I think that'd be, you know, a really awesome idea. Right. Uh, no, I think that, yeah, that would be good. And that would make the character, her character as they've established her in the movies, like that would make her more interesting to me because I'm not super wild. Vision is interesting, even though, listen, they both came out of Age of Ultron. And that is, in my opinion, it's definitely the worst Avengers movie. And it's one of the lower tier, in my opinion, just Marvel movies. I mean, we're not talking Thor one bad, okay? But it's down there because <laughs> their inclusion in the first place felt so unnatural and and forced, or at least lazy, kind of mm-hmm. lazy. And I mean, I get that's kind of the purpose of the movie, but the, it also felt like that was the purpose of the movie. We have to establish the next wave of heroes. We have to we have to bring in more characters. Oh. You know, Vision Vision is a cool character, but like, I don't know. He's just like there. It's like, okay, okay. And then he doesn't really have much to do until, you know, except for hang out with her in for a couple of movies. Um, so, I mean, if anything, especially if they go villain with her. When the, introducing would, the twins, uh, that would be a pretty good. Uh, there's ample opportunity for uh, like a psychological break. Yeah. And probably not too far from that anyways. I mean, based on how the last Avengers movies kind of, you know, how infinity war in particular ended, mm-hmm. um, she's dealing with some rage in uh, Endgame for sure. Uh, but here, like we haven't seen her since Endgame. like how'd she even get here? Who knows? Uh, Paul points out it was forced because they left out her dad. I mean, maybe that's part of it. It's there just were a lot of things in age of Ultron to me that felt like mandate as opposed to like, this is what the, you know, Joss Whedon or whoever wanted to do. And it's, I would imagine like mandating in, Hey, here's two characters that we kind of have the rights to, except we don't really have the rights to like any of the stuff that really ties them into the Marvel universe Mm -hmm. (laughs) at the time. So, I mean, that's another thing though. They can start introducing that stuff through, through her at least for sure. Yeah. There are, there, I, I do have a couple other uh, other theories or opinions that I'm looking forward to seeing when the when these next couple episodes come out. But um, yeah, the the whole introducing her dad, at least her comic book dad and the twins. I mean, that, those are some really cool concepts that, that I'm really hoping that they they kind of try to focus on. And yeah, <laughs> the and I think Melanie uh, agrees with me on this. I, the the most fun in these first two episodes is the magic uh, yeah. the magic show yeah oh yes where oh. they gonna play off of drunk vision <laughs> it, it, and you know it, it's it's kind of funny you should, you should mention the magic show because did you guys see the buffy uh tie Mm-mm. okay all right so is, is it is it's it? dotty the the character dotty she's played oh, yeah, by yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Emma oh, that's uh, holly and i did 
Anya. Yeah, Anya. So and I'm like, because I asked Melanie, I was like, is that, wait, who's, is that Cordelia? And she's like, no, that's somebody else. She's in this. And I was like, oh, <laughs> it's Anya. Yeah, it's Anya. Now I, yeah. now I see it. It's like, okay, oh, man, well, I didn't that, about how she would be affected by rabbits. Does that mean that this, this, the entire MCU is another alternate universe of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Yep. Because Anya oh, was, Anya can cross dimensions. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Vengeance is happening. Exactly. GCU. Bring in GCU on the MCU and the, and the, and the BVS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Buffy, Buffy, it's canon now. <laughs> it's canon. And, uh, and, uh, the, Mandalorian. <laughs> An episode. He was yeah, he was an episode of Buffy. He didn't die. He he turned into a Mandalorian and went in a distant galaxy far, far away long ago. So, <laughs> so shifty eyes for audio listeners. <laughs> so I don't I don't have much more to say about about WandaVision. Um except you know if you guys are watching this when you're done with this go watch it it's it's really good it's it's definitely an, an homage to to some classic television shows and then after you're done watching that go to my show and listen to about about rebooting tv shows what what do you think like nitpick this thing since you're the you're the you're kind of the expert right okay uh is there anything about it that you were like mm, i don't know or i was wondering also like casting uh, like, were there people that you're like, nah, that doesn't seem like a very good choice. They could have used somebody better. Um, well, I'm going to address the nitpick first. Yeah. I, I didn't see a whole lot of nitpick, but I did like how they kind of grabbed on to the, 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 the classic sitcoms from the 50s and 60s. Like, the problems weren't that big, you know? Like the first episode, they talked about how they couldn't figure out what the date was. You know, it was a heart, like you said, a heart on a calendar, and neither one of them would be willing to come out and say, you know, I put the heart there, but I don't remember what it was about. You know, <sighs> yeah, thanks, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's 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 just it it's an clearly an homage to 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 that that feel, and I I I've said that numerous times, and I I, I gotta say it's it's great. I mean, I like how they how they're doing that. Um. As far as casting, I, I'm a big fan of, of Paul, um, the guy that plays Vision. I always screw up his last name, um, Mr. Jennifer Connelly. Uh, <laughs> is, he, is he married to Jennifer Connelly? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it Paul Bethany, Bethany sure. isn't it? Yeah. Or, yeah, it's something like Either that. Bethany or Bethany or I, it's, I, I, I don't know. I'm not good at names. Bethany is better. It sounds like a nice. I thought it was uh, Bet to me. I like the H was almost silent, but. Like Beth. Henry, it's Bethany. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a girl you went to high school with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I used to know a girl named Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> See? Uh, nice. Can I? Can I? I'm sorry. I, if you're not done with that comment, uh, oh, by all means, I was gonna say, can I jump in on Melanie's questions because I have two that are tied together: a nitpick, and it has to do with casting. But it's not a complaint. Okay, it's very important that I state this is not a complaint. I like that they did this. It's good. There were black people. Mm-hmm. And oh, this, right. this yeah. were an actual, at least at this point, when it's starting to get into the 70s, that's a little bit different. 50s and 60s TV shows, I guess not so much the first episode there weren't. There weren't a lot of characters in the first episode, but I don't think we'd see black neighbors. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's that's a difference, but I feel that is an obviously intentional and kind of important difference that they're like, yeah, let's let's not, you know, carry over the weird racism, racism of yeah. the period in TV. Mm-hmm. The sexism's fine, get it, but yeah, it's good. I mean, you know, and I got sorry to just jump on the on the sexism thing. I got you. You can tell that they they did it as a joke because they yeah. they right. they're aware of it. Um, and as far as the racism thing, I think it's great that they that they're because I mean, like I said, it's it's they're taking every era of television, so it would make sense, particularly like you said in the second episode where they introduced the black neighbors and they have you know the one lady working with them in the magic show, apparently, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's great mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. back up your nitpick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just wanted to point it out. It's it and it's not like a nitpick sounds like hey guys this isn't <laughs> like, it's good but yeah, yeah that is a difference that i spotted mm-hmm. uh, paul says if you watch tv in the 50s black people didn't exist well that's the thing and i think that's where i mean obviously there's other elements to it but i think that's where pointing out like they make light of but also point out the sexism yes. whereas because it was so so overt and just like in the in the tv shows Racism wasn't really a thing in the TV shows. Black people just didn't exist. Yeah. Back then, you just didn't see them. Yeah. And so, plus, like, you've, you've got a more inclusive cast. It's a little bit tougher to, like, then also do a little, like, jab. Like, you can't really do that. You can't do it yeah. like you like the sexist uh, commercials. All right. Sorry. I just, you know, those SJW Randy popping up to point out, <laughs> hey, Let's get let's get uncomfortable. Let's be a bunch of a, a bunch of, <laughs> a bunch of bunch people of, talking about this that probably sh- shouldn't. <laughs> bunch of people from the Midwest. Midwest white people talking about uh, social justice issues. <laughs> bunch of white people from the Midwest. Yeah. Don't get me started. Don't get me started on those orange people. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have to. We don't have to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Wow, look at that. Looking forward. <laughs> Looking forward. 2021, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Real quick to kind of to answer my own question a little bit with the casting thing. I she was kind of annoying, but I really like the the lady they cast as the neighbor. The like, right. you know, the mm-hmm. one that keeps coming in and popping up. I mean I like I like that actress anyway. Um but she seems like like the nosy uh giving you inappropriate information maybe sometimes kind of neighbor she seems like that to me so i thought she was a really good choice for the casting but yeah. agreed agreed it's you know i love lucy had like ethel like there's always that neighbor that's mm-hmm. just nosy and like annoying and a little too forward i agree melanie she that lady is good casting for that she plays it well and she looks the part you know, and I, I gotta say, I like how they kind of did a role reversal on it because typically it's the the main male's friend that always talks about, well, you know, my wife, well, my wife, and she's actually sitting there going, well, you know, my husband Frank, he would never blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of like I like how they did, they did a little bit of a role reversal on that. Mm-hmm. I one thing I do want to mention is okay, so it's it's pretty strange as far as like the Disney Marvel stuff goes, but I'd seen some. Uh, some article, and I, I told Melanie this. I'd seen some article, and I didn't read it. 
because I wasn't interested. But the headline was something about, you know, basically Disney is they're at a point with their Marvel stuff where they can afford to be weird. It doesn't matter. They've won. Basically, they've won. They can be weird with WandaVision. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, you guys need to watch Legion because this isn't yeah. like, yeah, as far as the Marvel Disney stuff, it's it's a pretty out there concept, especially since they stuck to it these first two episodes so strictly. Mm-hmm. Man, this ain't nothing compared to the weirdness of Legion, which technically Disney, I think, owns now. So uh, I'm enjoying this. Mm-hmm. I like the creepy, weird parts that it does, but it that makes me wish they would go full bore Legion weird because Legion got super creepy and weird. Well, that's what kind of that's kind of what I'm hoping for because I think Wanda is the kind of character that can pull that off pretty easily. You know what well, I mean? If you know anything about these characters, it's going to get potentially really weird. Like they're already they're already hinting at characters like that. That nosy next door neighbor is uh, mm-hmm. is Agatha. She's like a witch that was burnt in the Salem witch trials or something like that. Oh, no, I so she's a bigger deal than they're letting on right now. Right now she's playing that nosy neighbor. I'm curious to see how that character is going to evolve as time goes on. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, my show, I, I tend to, I tend to like recast for modern day audience, but this has already been, you know, cast and everything, but I haven't seen who directed these episodes, mm-hmm. um, but to kind of really accentuate the weird thing and, and to go back to Twin Peaks, I think it would be really cool if the last two episodes were directed by David Lynch. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how oh, crazy, insane, dark would this get? I was going to say Disney does not have the, but David Lynch has made a movie for Disney. It is one of the most like conventional David Lynch movies, but he made a straight story and that is a Disney movie. So he's worked with them before. Um, they have the money. They could pay him. Throw him enough money, I'm sure he'll do it. I'm glad you called, you mentioned Twin Peaks and Pleasantville. Because the first episode, uh, Twin Peaks not super hard, but it does have that, like, when that guy's choking, it gets weird in a very, like, fever dream way with uh, how Kitty, I don't know her actual name, but she plays, <laughs> Kate, you know, she was Kitty in the 70s show. That 70s show. Oh, yeah. Or just repeating that line over and over. Like, it's kind of fever dreamy and very strange. I was like, whoa. And then, yeah, episode two, super Pleasantville. Like, the color, black and white thing. Um, But it looks really good. Of course, now they can, it's easier to do now. I think at Pleasantville, it was still like, they had to do some very interesting trickery to make it work. And now it's like, we get computers, of course. But, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just glad you mentioned those two. Because, yeah, they, those those things both popped in my mind watching these. And anytime I'm watching a Disney show and Pleasantville or Twin Peaks pops into mind, right? Not a bad experience. So there's one last tangent I want to go off on, and uh, it has to do a lot with the second episode. You seen a helicopter that was in color, and she like picks it up and she looks at it. Mm-hmm. There was like an icon on the helicopter, but I couldn't quite determine what it is. Did anyone else kind of see that? Any idea? Did it have the sword icon on it? Yeah, like a sword icon. I wasn't sure what that. Was it? I don't know. I, yeah. I can't say for a fact what, what I saw, but I know that the sword icon is plainly visible. Um, like in that one little cutoff scene where they're actually watching the WandaVision show. Okay. Like it's on their field notebook. Like it's right there on their notebook that it's this sword logo. I was like, oh, sword. So that's like uh, the that's like the outer space division of S.H.I.E.L.D. essentially. Okay. If you 
you're not familiar with what sword is right they're kind of like the watchtower of the uh of the mcu you know it's like how dc had their moon base or whatever their satellite it's so funny i was looking it up i found an i finally found an article and was reading it right as you were saying what it was i was like okay, <laughs> okay. Oh, jesse knows jesse's got this stuff <laughs> well thanks this was fun yeah we were hey. kind of talking about comic books tonight i know I haven't looked at I I've seen I'm of course you know on YouTube or whatever these videos popped up pop up for anything but I was curious but not enough to click the video yet I probably will later um there's been a few of those like you know all the easter eggs and apparently there are some a lot of pretty deep easter eggs in both these episodes which I bet I bet like these seem it seems like the kind of show where I saw are. just a TikTok cuz they're super super short um that just broke down the easter eggs in the animated bewitch style opening for the second episode and there's quite a few in there i was like oh i wouldn't have caught all of those i caught a few of them but i, I there's no way i would have got them all yeah paul says um in the comments he says they're supposed to be building towards sword and shield so fingers crossed shrug fingers crossed and uh he said read house of m i mean if they go a house of m route that's obviously how they'll bring in the x-men right somehow i mean yeah they can both bring them in and destroy. They can just bring them and just make them disappear too. I guess. To be like, no more mutants, and be like, what? No more what's? <laughs> okay, mutants. And people are like, oh, <laughs> okay, mutants. It's like, okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, mutants. And then she kills a fox, and everybody's like, what's going on? I see what you did there. Oh. <laughs> All right. I want Disney to get real meta with it. <laughs> I just saw I just saw a mouse pay a fox and then <laughs> and then the mouse killed the fox. And then an alien they had came the out. Of it. Dog. Oh, 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 they had him kill the fox. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then and then and then the hound dog morphs into an alien and busts out of its chest and runs across and says, I'm a Disney princess. <laughs> it's and actually a mistake. Mystique killed the fox. Yeah. What does the fox say now? <laughs> Whatever we want it to. <laughs> Stop it, Frank. <laughs> Was that his oh. name? I don't even know. Paul says Metas are DC. Oh, Metas no, are DC. I get it. Okay. Uh, humans. Yeah, you're right. Pretty good. Pretty good one, Paul. Pretty good. I... I I see a segue there if you're if you're up for it. Hey, speaking of DC, do we have? Oh, I don't. <laughs> I, don't I, I don't. Especially, I was like, I should. We can talk about how it's going to be four hours long. <laughs> oh, you're right. Okay, you know what? You know what? Real quick, Melanie, and I know you don't have too long tonight, so uh, this is not a proper full news story. But here we go. Snyder Watch, that's right. It's even in 60s reboot now. So 
That's that Justice League miniseries is no longer a miniseries. It's now just a four hour long movie like it was going to be in the first place. It's like they heard that we liked that idea and then they're like, nope, let's make it painful again. It is so clear. They have no clue what's going on. <laughs> this is the most seat of their pants, like transparently seat of their pants thing I've ever seen a big company do. Mm-hmm. They're like, well, we think we're going to split it up. Okay, it's going to be four things. It's going to the first part's going to come out this this you know around this time. You know what? Actually, it's going to be a four hour long movie. Like, wait, what are you guys? What are you doing? Why? Why? Was that really like having a four hour long movie? Is that really going to improve the viewing experience? I feel like if they could make honest uh, chapter breaks, how could that not help? Exactly. We talked about uh, what. What was it? Hateful we did, eight. Um, yeah, the hateful eight. Make it make it a hateful eight cut. Hateful mm-hmm. eight was actually a lot. The interesting like mini series cut that Netflix got was actually for me way easier to sit through, and I even ended up binging it. And probably like I could have just watched the movie, but you know what? Those chapter breaks kind of made a big difference. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't have to stick here, but you know what? I kind of want to. Yeah. Put the chapter your breathing room. But, and that's what a movie like this will need is just built-in breathing room because like even uh even avengers endgame it was like oh man i'm gonna have to like not drink any soda you know what i mean like you <laughs> have to go into that movie with a game plan and that was avengers like avengers keeps you you know they keep you dialed in pretty good mm-hmm. um but something about these dc movies and it's not it's not bad to have those low moments that's fine if it's done well, but if you have so many low moments that I'm falling asleep during Batman v Superman, there's a problem. Right. <laughs> well, maybe they just figure everybody's already seen it, so they can go to the bathroom if they want, and they're not really going to miss too much. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. I mean, you are watching it at home too. From Warner Brothers' perspective, this and the, I'm sure the re- maybe maybe they spent way more than they expected. They're like, we got to maybe we can release this into the theaters eventually. But this for them, as far as I could tell, was to was a a draw people into the HBO Max, especially it seems especially lucrative idea if they're doubling down on HBO Max with day and date release all through 21, uh, 2021 with mm-hmm. the movies, you know, right. And like streaming services aren't super fond at this point, I think, of dropping everything at once people so people can binge it and then cancel their service next month they kind of want to drag this stuff out right why would they opt to not do that with this with this this is like the most newsworthy thing i mean like they're they're making it newsworthy there's a reason we have a snyder watch because there's constantly something that they're like and i wonder how much of this is even real or if this is just snyder talking like Mm -hmm. snyder sometimes is just like boom news um I have two things to say. One is, do you know that cost? It, they spent $70 million. So they're like, uh, we better make this four hours long uh, to justify $70 million <laughs> of the same freaking movie we had with, you know, maybe a little couple exceptions. So yeah, of course. Um, and then, but the other thing, um, maybe unlike a lot of streaming services, they're going to look at the so far most successful streaming service and be like, hmm, maybe people do like to binge watch stuff. That that could be that could be, I, I I I gotta say I like Melanie's idea that hey we gotta make it worth our money it's it's very much like, um 
you know, when you go to a buffet and you pay eighteen ninety five, mm-hmm. you're gonna eat and eat and eat. You want your money's worth. So yeah. I, that's what I feel like the 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 fat cats there and at DC, Mr. DC's doing. He's like, hey, you know, I forked out, you know, forty bajillion dollars. I want, I want a long cut. I want my money. I, where'd my money go? Where's yeah. where's where where's the money? Show me the money. Oh wait, that yeah. was the movie. <laughs> Except that money is going to be just like a CGI Ryan Reynolds, just barely on. <laughs> and that was really expensive to get Ryan Reynolds in this one. Well, and maybe, maybe they want to farm it out to other, they want to make money by farming it out to other services later. And they're like, we do that with movies. We don't do that so much with our own produced TV shows. I don't know. I, or like Jesse said, it's just Zack Snyder talking, like he does, and uh, they're just like, huh? Like they're not, they don't care. They they told me they'd give me just twenty million. <laughs> you know. <sighs> well, the original idea was that this was supposed to be like almost two movies, right? Like there was supposed yeah, there to be a part movie, one yeah. and a part two. So I mean, I like Paul kind of alludes to this in the comments that you know, if there's four hours, you could have a essentially a whole nother movie you know (laughs) and so i mean hopefully that's kind of what we'll get the original vision of what would have been uh vision no pun intended uh, of what would be the part one and the part two i don't believe that's what we're gonna get because if you've been following along at all you know that i believe it's gonna suck gonna suck Mm -hmm. um you know go ahead oh you know i i just kind of had a little bit of a thought here and, and it kind of stemmed from what Randy said about uh, multiple streaming services. They take the Snyder cut and they totally, they totally go eighties on it and make this a choose your own adventure movie, like <laughs> Bandersnatch uh-huh. and yeah. release it, release it to multiple um, streaming services, charge them a fee and say, Hey, you can have the HBO max cut. You guys can have the Netflix cut. You guys can have the, um, you guys can have the the Disney Plus cut because hey, we're we're Warner Brothers and we need money. And then every every cut has a different different path mm-hmm. that the, the story takes, mm-hmm. and it's your choice, a la Clue from the 1980s, to determine which is the right ending. And the mm-hmm. Snyder cut ends with self harm, probably. <laughs> that's not okay. That's. That's not okay. Sorry. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Joke, this guy. That might be the darkest joke I've ever heard about Jesse's mouth. <laughs> uh, that's not, and that's not funny. But I went super dark. It's only funny because it came from you. Right. Right. Uh, so, the hyperbole. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So I was trying to look up a picture, but I don't have a good copy of it right now. I was looking at the "It's Gonna Suck" J- Jesse artwork thing that I oh. <laughs> that I did a while ago. Right. That shirt will happen. There's gonna be a shirt. Look for the merch. It's gonna suck. It's gonna suck. Hey Randall, if 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 I wanted to buy merch, where could I go? Uh, well, you could go to uh, Poo. Where is it? Hold on. You know. I set you up. Yeah, he does this every time he's on. Twice. Like, I set you up. It up. And then they're like, we don't know where to go. We don't okay, know. Where listen, listen, because, okay. Well, first you can go to grolicspodcast.com or go to electronicmediacollective.com. And uh, there will be like a shop or merch 
banner or tag somewhere. The problem is T public. I, I I'm sure I have a good, easy redirect somewhere, but I don't remember what it is. But if you go to tpublic.com slash user slash EMC, I guess uh, I just haven't, I just need to, I, I need to set up a good link for T public. I know I have one. I just don't remember what it is offhand. Um, so my apologies. You did though. That, that was good. Um, just call me Paul Blart. Cause I'm a Segway master. But but in general, you should go to grolixpodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X podcast.com. Um also I have been updating the EMC site a little bit. It's honestly it's like two months. I just kind of stopped posting episodes because I've been doing it every day for like five years. Um (laughs) Randy's been a little burnout on it. So uh I've been slowly kind of updating it. It's I'm gonna try to make it more auto automated so i don't have to do it every day mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I that would get old i can't believe it took like five years i mean there were listen there were there were times when it was like i'm tired of this i'm doing it for free but uh i can't believe it took five years before i was finally like you know what i'm just not gonna do it i'm not gonna do it for like two months new episodes <laughs> too bad uh, <laughs> uh but i am EMC will be getting back up to speed. So, hey, speaking of getting back up to speed, I want to announce it right here on this show. 60s reboot is coming back. Yeah. I was like, hey, we're on a show that's not even on right now. What's going on? Temporary, (laughs) temporary hiatus. I was going old school Doctor Who there. So Mm -hmm. I'm regenerating the regenerate, regenerating, generate, generation, regenerating the show. <laughs> regenerating the show to a new 60s reboot starting right here right now on the Rolex podcast. Are you rebooting 60s reboot? Yes, I'm rebooting 60s reboot. So is it um, the 60s reboot podcast reboot? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to we're going to have commentaries. We're going to have um more shows and we're going to have more stuff. Fun. Still trying to figure that one out. Stuff <laughs> <laughs> is uh, super open ended, but I'm into it. Yes. Hopefully, <laughs> the weird stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of which there's a lot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the 60s. So. And new guests. Yeah, there we go. Man, I'd be down for some 60s Doctor Who commentary. Jamie McCrimmon, sign me up. <laughs> All right. Uh, grogspodcast.com slash shop. <laughs> I don't know if you brought that full circle. It's so seamless and organically. Segway. <laughs> oh, hey, Paul Blart. Paul Blart, nice segue. Let me just shove my foot under that wheel. It's <laughs> <laughs> easy. Paul asks, is it a reboot, relaunch, or reimagining? <laughs> it is a regenerated reboot for a reboot from a relaunch that is now being recasted for a re- renegotiated reimagining re-re <laughs> uh, all I know is when it comes back Matt will be a uh, played by a young lady oh, gotta get cool. the, you know gotta get those optics up yes yes I will be <laughs> wow 
<laughs> and again, forget the horse, you good friend Jerry the Gnome over here. I'll uh, be hanging around some more too. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry's there, but only for one more season because he will be deemed problematic eventually. <laughs> yeah, you know, I already got a couple, uh, couple of subpoenas or restraining orders on me, but you know, there's not much you can do when you can, you know, disappear into the magical kingdom for about six, seven months. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the mouse magical kingdom, I'm the real magical kingdom. You know, where there's elves and unicorns and leprechauns and redheaded guys standing in their lawn going, hey, get off my lawn. I don't like you gnomes. <laughs> it's, weird. it's weird that that guy lives in the magical kingdom. <laughs> uh, it also not surprising somehow. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Paul, what does Paul mean with this comment? He says, Randy is the internet explorer of the group. <laughs> I like uh, to think of myself more as the Netscape navigator of the group. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah we can do these with the, the logo. Netscape navigator needs to come back, by the way. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, well, I'm going to end Grolix, and then you can end 60s Reboot, or do you want to end 60s Reboot, and then I'll end Grolix? Uh, I'll go ahead and end 60s reboot. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this wonderful amalgam of the Grolix podcast and 60s reboot podcast. Uh, You can hear more of our show at uh, your favorite podcast catchers, as well as at the MC, uh, the emc.pod.net forward slash 60s reboot. It's over at the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Thank you for listening and have yourself a wonderful evening or day or afternoon. Or tea break, whatever time it is right now. Paul is the AOL. <laughs> uh, hey, you got mail. <laughs> Melanie, do yeah. we have anything we should be amazed about? Yeah, it's not really so much sciencey, but it's still pretty amazing. Um, so Elon Musk, who was the richest man in the world for a very short period of time is giving away $100 million to whoever creates the best carbon capture technology. Um, So a super, super rich guy is giving away his money to make the world a better place. Wow. I'm amazed. Um, So I'm really excited about that. And I think... Your move, move, Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I'm really excited about it. And um, I think we should all... uh, Study, study up on carbon technology so we can uh, split us $100 million. What you think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, yeah. Well, we got it, Elon. Give us money. We'll take care of it. Start writing that check out. Go ahead. I got some Sims expansions I want to buy. Where's that money? <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's your priority with this money. Like, don't worry. Those so Sims expansions don't just buy themselves. There's a lot of them. I'll stop like driving around once or twice a week like I do. That'll save us. <laughs> right. I did, sorry, real quick to respond to Paul. I did see the dinosaur buttholes, but I thought this might appeal to more people. Um you know, it's it, it, an amazing thing to hear somebody say. So <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like nonchalant about it too, just like deadpan. Like, yeah, I saw those. Yeah. Well, okay. I know. I read an article about dinosaur bubbles. That's. I'm very you know. okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I was sad. I just I wanted to I wanted to just chime in one thing. So last episode, you guys had talked about Elon Musk, and you mm-hmm. said that he he's you know he's a million dollar guy. You don't want to you don't want to you know rain on his parade or anything. 
but he's a horrible musician. And I think the word Tusk came up. Elon <laughs> Tusk. Um, I immediately, I immediately thought of well, what Tusk is already out there. It's Fleetwood Mac. So it's already a good. <laughs> no, no, no. That's the thing you think of. It's similar, but different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious. Like, do you think, okay, maybe he was just like, all right, well, I'm the richest man on earth. Now I probably like, I've been thinking about doing this thing. I should do this thing. Or do you think he's like, I don't want to be the richest man. This is too much pressure. Uh, uh, it's uh, actually hundred million. He he uh, went on to uh, Twitter and was like, "Okay, I'm the richest man in the world. What's a good thing I can put my money towards?" So no, he he did it. He he's intentionally trying to better the world, which I, it, I get. That seems like his thing, you know. Even with the space travel and the, all that, that seems like his his goal, which is one of the reasons that I prefer him to be the richest man in the world to someone like Jeff Bezos, who his goal is to be the richest man in the world. You know what I mean? Right. Paul says, I think Elon is bored. I mean, maybe, you know, he's, he's the founder of a company called Tesla. Mm -hmm. And And, if I, if I remember right, uh, Thomas Edison, who was, you know, Tesla's rival made a similar offer that he would give up money for someone to bring him an invention to fix, to do something. And Tesla did that, and he never gave him the money. So I'm thinking that this might be like a slight role reversal here. I'm going to be like Tesla, but learn from his mistakes. <laughs> I'm just just saying. Yeah. So he's going to get this technology and then just hoard it. Yeah. <laughs> like, this would be nice to have on Mars, suckers. Add this on Earth, though? <laughs> And then Martin Scarelli jumps out and is like, I got the Wu-Tang. I'm going to Mars with Elon. (laughs) How long has it been since you thought about Scarelli? It's probably a good thing he was locked up in prison through most of 2020 because the world did not need Martin Scarelli up in its business during 2020. (laughs) He was trying to get out, though. He was trying to he was using he was using the uh, uh, COVID as an excuse to get out. Um, He's like, I can help them come up with a cure. It's bad enough we had the Tiger King and he was in prison. (laughs) (laughs) He was mad that he didn't get a pardon. (laughs) Paul says, I'd like to buy the world a Coke. (laughs) You become the richest man. One Coca-Cola for everyone. Can, not a bottle. (laughs) (laughs) I'll save the world through recycling. Y'all better recycle that can. Uh, Jeff, you got anything to mention before we wrap this? I I don't, other than uh, be looking for that episode that I did with Covert Nerd, uh, where we talk even more about Cobra Kai. So be looking for that. Other than that, that's all I got. I don't have a whole lot going on. Next week is my birthday. I traditionally don't do a lot on my birthday evening, so we still might be streaming. But next okay. Thursday is my birthday. I'm not, so- I'm not fishing for birthday things. I'm just saying... I if if it turns out that we're not streaming, it's probably because of that. Mm-hmm. Randy's well, birthday. I'm gonna say here that news. I'm gonna say here first. Then, happy birthday, Randy. You are the first to say it. This yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. You look good for a 25 year old. <laughs> you know what's up. You know what's up. All right. Uh, well, in on that note, thanks everybody for watching. Uh, thanks everybody in the future for listening. And 
Ask to Mars? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I had to even go on Grolix with it because like, Total Recall is the only thing I could think of to tie into what we were just talking about. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> grab a Wu-Tang CD and go to Mars with Elon. There ain't nothing to mess with. <laughs> Not on Earth or Mars. Mars. Just ask Red Man. Ask <laughs> the red man. Woo! Way to yes. Way to yep. pull it into the garage. That's a thing they say. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Thank you for listening to Grolix Nights, the Grolix Podcast live show. Be sure to check out our weekly live streams available at grolixpodcast.com slash live. Currently, we stream Thursdays at 8 p.m. Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. For links, once again, go to grolixpodcast.com slash live. I am feeling wantastic.